it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. This Lent, we are being called to listen to God's plans for us. How are you inviting God into your daily life? Is it through a daily routine, prayer, friendship, or forgiveness? If you're at a crossroads and struggling with the direction you should take in life, ask God for His strength, support, and guidance. Help us to listen to that gentle voice within. Prepare us to emerge strengthened. Good morning, everyone. Today is the third Sunday in Lent, and we are being called to um, think about water and coming to the well in the gospel today. And uh, we're always reminded when we hear of water in, in the readings, we're reminded of our baptism. And so today uh, is one of those days as well. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us to the well each day and filling us with the thirst that we have, fulfilling the thirst that we have. Thank you for helping us to hunger, to want more, and to desire more from, from our faith. Help us to believe in you and trust in you that you have a plan to quench our thirst. Um, and But not only quench our thirst, but help us to bring others to the well, to know that just quenching our own individual thirst is a very temporary solution and that we must think about all of those others who are also thirsting in their own ways. Help us to bring them to the well. Help us to think about all of those ways that we can live your word and invite others to experience that same thing. Be with us today and each day as we begin a new week. Give us strength to live out this third week of Lent and help us to help guide us on this journey that we are living and prepare us to emerge strengthened. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. In both the first reading and the gospel, we learn about water um, and our thirst for God. And so be thinking about this. Are you hungering for more? Are you thirsting for more? Do you feel like you're being fulfilled in your daily life or do you want more? I think our society helps us to believe that we always are wanting more. It's tough to be satisfied with where we're at. But in the first reading today, um, you hear about how the people have journeyed all of this way, that they're tired, they're thirsty, and they're wanting more. They're not necessarily satisfied with that journey that they have been taking. How many of you can relate to the same thing, maybe with this Lenten journey even? Maybe it wasn't quite what you expected. And maybe your daily life isn't quite what you expected it. Maybe you're thirsting for more. Um, then, and then it happens. So as they get to um, the community that they were going to, they call for God's help and guidance by saying, now what? And he says, go over to that rock, strike it, and then you will have water for everyone. First, we must first thirst for more in our own lives. We must desire more to have that closer relationship with God. But along that journey, at some point, God is going to tell you, go over, strike that rock, a rock which may seem like nothing. And it may seem like nothing to you in your life. But he'll say, strike that rock. And out will come a pouring of water, a renewal of our life. 
And as that water comes out, that will quench the thirst of many. So if we listen to God's calling and we're patient in this journey, we will then have a point in our lives, maybe it's happened already for you, that you're able to share that faith with others. And God will help quench the thirst of so many in something that may be unsuspecting and unpredictable, just like the rock that was able to um, spray out water and provide, uh, quench everyone's thirst. So first we must thirst more in our lives. But think about this as well, that so many times we want God to answer our prayers. Just like they would say along this journey, they were thirsty. And if you're the true God, why wouldn't you quench our thirst? But that constant desire to want more is what's helping us to want to desire more. So when they get to the point where there's uh, several people in that community, they've gotten to this community and they're at the rock, many, many more have gathered. So instead of God quen or Jesus quenching their thirst, initially when they first asked they waited till there were many around and they could impact more people maybe the same is true of our faith journey maybe that instead of god answering your call right away he has a greater plan one that you can't even imagine that we can't even imagine what that is and so if he would have just answered that call right away only that individual's thirst would have been quenched not the whole community so as individuals, we thirst, but so do so many. Maybe they're not able to articulate it. Maybe they're not able to admit it, but know that there are people in our communities who are thirsting for more, who want more out of their faith community. So invite them along with you and invite them to be part of that community to help listen to God's word. So now let's transition to talking about the gospel reading for today. And this, is what, this was the parable of the woman at the well. It's very interesting. I was actually reminded today when I read uh, Bishop Robert Barron's reflection on this same gospel, in that if you read the gospel, if I read the gospel, or a priest or a pastor reads the gospel, everyone's interpretation is, of that is going to be slightly different, and they will take a little bit different take on it. You might not know this, but every three years, we rotate all of the readings um, through our gospel readings and the first and second lessons. And the interesting thing about that is, is that every single time, depending on what point you are at in your life, you may hear something totally different from that gospel reading. So as many of you have probably heard the parables that we have been sharing, Maybe you've heard it in a little bit different way this Lenten season. Maybe my take is a little bit different than, than what you've heard before um, and my reflections are. Maybe as you read it, you had a different reflection as well. And so think about that and how every time that you hear something, depending on where you're at in life, you will, you will um, re receive that in different ways. And that's okay. God's meeting us where we're at at that point in our life that day. So I'm going to share some of my reflection that I had on this, and then I'll also share Bishop Barron's reflection on this because I think it was really valuable um, to hear his, his point of view and perspective as well. So let's begin. So everyone who drinks the water will be thirsty again. So how many of you have felt confident at one time in your faith 
that you feel like you're on this path and journey, but at times you feel like you want more, that you might thirst for more. So at one time your thirst was quenched and at another time you feel like you're wanting more and desiring more and that's not quite enough. Well, God shares with us in this gospel that whoever drinks the water I shall give that he gives will never thirst. So if you continue to come to the well, if you continue to show up, you will never thirst. But it is, it is not that physical thirst that he's talking about. He's talking about the gospel. And so even though he didn't have a bucket or a well, um, or, or the well was too deep for him to get there. So when, when Jesus has been on this journey through the desert, he finally gets to a well. But once he is at that well, he doesn't have a bucket to access the water, and the well is too deep to be able to get the water. And then here comes a woman who does have a bucket, but she is a Samaritan, and he is a Jew. And typically, those two don't, don't connect and don't talk. And so she initially pushes him away and says, no, I'm not your kind. I'm not going to be there for you. He says, but I'm thirsty and I want it. How many of us realize that we are from different denominations or different faith upbringings and we push those other people away? We put that wall up and say, no, we don't believe the same thing, so I'm not going to help you. We're being called to share our gifts and the things that we have been given. So just as this woman at the well has a bucket and is being called to share, initially she pushes Jesus away and says, no. I'm not willing to help you. But as she listens to him and realizes that he is the true Messiah, that, that she thinks, oh, well, maybe I should help. Does it matter who else is in our lives? Maybe the least expecting person has God within him or her. Maybe we're being called to help that person. So are you willing to share the gifts that you've been given, that bucket that you have to help access that deeper faith and connection that we're being called to, called to share and to serve? Do you feel like it's too hard to grasp the, the faith that you have? Is the well too deep that we feel like it's unattainable? Do we feel like the tools that we're given, our faith that we're given, aren't enough? Ask for God's help and guidance. So Jesus says, so the woman tries to justify and argue her story. So as I said, so she's a Samaritan and she says, no, we don't get along. We don't, you know, we're not going to connect. I'm not going to help you. I am only here to follow the word of God. Little does she know that that's how he is showing up to her. Jesus then says to her, I am he. I am the one speaking to you. I am the savior. So will we hear that voice and recognize his voice? After he said this, she started to realize that he was the Messiah and that he was the one coming. So, they, so then she goes out to the community and she invites people to come with her and invites them to come along to experience that word. So they offer Jesus food and drink. But when they come back and when they share that with him, what they thought that he needed because he was thirsting for more, that he was hungering for more, he says specifically, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. So he realized that in material goods and the, the food and water that he, they were giving him, 
wasn't enough. So how many of us in our daily lives are the same in that we feel like we're going to, to feel better, to, to um, heal, hear God's word, that we need to have physical things. Sometimes we are being called to listen to his word and to know that no matter what, all we need is the word to fulfill us. So think about that in our daily lives. Do we need more than just the word of God? As we enter this time of, of changing, changing to adapt our daily lives to fit this outbreak of this COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus outbreak, unsuspectingly and in an unprecedented manner, many masses and many churches are being canceled all across our country, our nation, and our entire world. Italy has been seeing this for the past month, as well as China. And now we're feeling that too here in Iowa and across the country. I know in our state they have recommended that um, just as of last night that only 250, if you're having a gathering of 250 people or more, they're recommending not to get together. That includes church and masses. But how can we continue to prioritize our life? How can we, our faith in God, not our life. Um, how can we continue to come back to the well to, to fulfill that thirst? Despite the fact that it, even though this time that we're being separated, that we might not be together um, in unity and in communion with one another at church or mass, even in the Sioux City Diocese, they're, they're recommending lots of different other actions be, t be taken. And so think about that. Be safe out there. Know that we must um, listen to what's being said to help prevent further outbreak of this virus. But also know that there are many ways online that you can connect with the community and to develop that community in ways that we may not have experienced before. So I, I invite you. Yes, we're already part of this group, and that's wonderful that we can continue this. Um, but I hope that you're desiring for more, to want to be closer to God, but also relish this time of being connected with your family members, maybe your close friends in small groups. Um, be there for one another. Show up for those who may not, you know, might be older and might not have visitors. Call them. This is your time to reach out to them, to reconnect with them, and do that in ways that maybe in recent, recent past has kind of fallen by the wayside. So going back to the gospel reading, um, one, so we hear about how one sows and another one reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work and you are sharing the fruits of their work. So know that not everyone is going to do all of the work, but all are invited to share in, in the results of that. So even though they may have gone out and gotten, gotten the buckets and gotten all the water and the food that is need, needed, know that the gospel is all that we need. So listen to that gospel reading today. So after the Samaritan, having spent time with Jesus, they said, we, are, we no longer believe because of your word, speaking of the, the word that the woman had shared, but they were then able to experience that themselves first with God, with Jesus right there. They have heard it themselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of our world. It's pretty incredible to see how 
how the Samaritans were totally changed and how initially they realized that this person was a Jew and how they kind of broke down all of those barriers and said, okay, now I'm, I'm willing to start to listen to you. And then they realized, okay, we're going to push away all those other things that we thought we needed to now come back and refocus on, on what we truly need in our lives and that will quench every thirst that we have. And that is the gospel readings. I also wanted to share a little bit of the reflection um, that Bishop Barron um, shared with us today. And this was a perspective that I hadn't taken on, on the reading as well. Um, but he related this reading more towards marriage and that um, the woman who comes to the well is one who had had five marriages previously. And she, and she currently, it sounds like she's dating somebody, but she's not even connected to him. And so she has married herself to wealth, pleasure, honor, power, and very much material things. And thinking about all those things that she thought that she could find joy in. But he says to her, just come to the well. Just come, just revisit our baptism, if you will. Be renewed in the water. And that the only thing that we need is the church and the gospel readings. So he says to her, all that I need is, is to know that I am being saved. And that I'm the one here to help save others. And that he is married solely to the church, that his bride is the church. And only in him we, will we find, the human race will find happiness, peace, and the spring of water welling up in eternal life. So the point of the story is that Jesus is proposing marriage to the woman, to his bride of the, bride the church. Only in him we can find that happiness. So despite all of the different paths that we may have taken in life, um, and those things that we may have been attracted to, wealth, pleasure, honor, or power, or those material things that we have followed in our path. We're calling to know, we're being called to know that to quench our true thirst, that we must focus, refocus on what God's calling us to do and to listen to that gospel reading. So I encourage you to reflect on that in whichever way that, that inspires you the most, um, or speaks to you on your path today, that's what God is calling you to listen to. So as we close today, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dear Lord, help us to realize that we are on this journey with you, that even though we might try to have our thirst quenched by all of these material things, know that your gospel and your truth is what we can find true, um, quenching of our thirst, that you can help us to help be there not only for ourselves, that we are called not only to quench our own thirst, but to invite others who are thirsting as well, to help them along in this journey and to realize that in you, that their thirst can be quenched as well. Help us to remember that to become closer to you, we must be intentional with our prayers, set aside, aside time daily to um, create that, that daily reflection in your name. Help us to want more and help us to serve others, to invite them along in this journey. Dear Lord, I pray that you're with us throughout this coming week as turmoil con continues with this outbreak and help us to 
know that you are still there despite all of these things that might scare us and help pull us away from one another. Help us to find community in other ways. Help us to continue to thirst for your love and for your word and help us to find comfort in the words that we read and the new communities that we're able to form. Help us to be purposeful in those relationships that we have. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us on this journey and for helping us to desire to want more. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you everyone for being here today. Have a wonderful day and have a blessed week ahead. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.